It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Did the Washington Commanders actually call Andrew Luck about being their next quarterback? That should they even be at Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis's Pro Days. Next on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Let's roll. Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Commanders fans. Good to have you with us. I'm Chris Russell, flying solo on this edition of the Locked On Commanders podcast. David Harrison will return with a solo episode on the next edition, and then we will be back together again before the end of the week. But either way, good to have you with us. Of course, we thank you for making us your first listen each and every day right here on Locked On Commanders. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team each and every day. Uh, and again, uh, you can catch me on the Team 980 with Pete Medhurst and the Odyssey app, Monday through Friday, 3 to 7, the flagship station for the Washington Commanders. And as well, you can follow David on SI's Fan Nation covering the Commanders and more. And he, of course, is on Twitter at dharrison82, at dharrison82. You can find me on Twitter at russellmania621. And, of course, the podcast, at LO Commanders, at LO Commanders. I want to thank everybody for uh, watching on YouTube and all the nice words. Uh, my guy, Rudy, my guy, uh, taking good care of us and saying some nice things uh, for us on Twitter as well. All right, so let's get to uh, this. We have some information. I don't know how exactly exciting it is, but it got me a little bit excited, and I'm going to share it with you, and here's what. We know the Washington Commanders are still in a salary cap crunch to some degree that is preventing them from going out and spending big-time money. According to OverTheCap.com, as of Tuesday evening, they have about $8.5 million of functional cap space, or real cap space, essentially. And what that means is they factor in the draft pick allocation, which right now is about four and a half million. So they only have right now about eight and a half million dollars, give or take, in cap space to work with. However, as we know, and as we've discussed here on the Lockdown Commanders podcast, they'll be getting roughly about eleven and a half million dollars after June 1st added to that. And of course, you'll have to factor in anything that gets taken out of this. Now, Why this is important is because we all understand that the second and third tiers of free agency are coming, where guys and their asking prices and their demands very much get lowered. So could a guy like Bobby Wagner come in at a lower price next week or at the end of this week than he was last week when he was released by the Seattle Seahawks, actually the day after Russell Wilson was traded or the the night that Russell Wilson was traded. So actually it's been two weeks. 
I think so. And if you look and you say, well, maybe we can get Bobby Wagner for half the price he was looking for, half the term he was looking for. That's why it's important to still have that functional cap space because you can make deals work, right? So if you have approximately eight and a half million dollars and you know you're going to get approximately another eleven and a half million, it allows you to hit the second and third tier of free agency and still have money left over to play after June first from Landon Collins when veterans get cut again after June first because. Maybe they are not a fit with a new coaching staff and the new coaching staff gave them the OTA period. Or sometimes guys get cut right before training camp. Mason Foster wants an inside linebacker for the then Washington Redskins coming off of a pretty good year, but certainly with some limitations got waxed the day before training camp started. And everybody was like, oh, wow, shocked. And he never really played all that much in the league. After, again, it was the right decision, but he got cut the day before training camp started, and everyone was shocked. And then, of course, there's all the guys, the veterans, that get cut not only on veteran cut-down day when teams go down to 53, but more that get released a week or so, maybe a week and a half or so before that deadline as teams know what they're going to do and they want to try and take care of a guy and give that guy every advantage to get into a camp and get to a new team. So. Again, there's multiple tiers of free agency just because they haven't spent big in the last week or week and change. And because they've lost a couple of guys, Matt Ioannidis, Eric Flowers, Tim Settle, and and as of this recording, Tuesday evening, have not brought back DeAndre Carter, have not brought back Cornelius Lucas, Adam Humphreys, guys like that, Joey Sly. They still have to figure out all that stuff. Uh, Danny Johnson. They still need to have money to not only try and do those other things, but also to operate in the second and third tiers of free agency. And that brings us to this point that I wanted to get to. So Eric Flowers, who was reasonably good for the Washington then football team, now commanders last year, if not more than reasonably good at left guard. Eric Flowers was brought back, reacquired uh, by the organization by a trade from the Miami Dolphins, where he had signed a three-year deal. Uh, that deal didn't work out for Miami. They cut him loose after one year. Ron Rivera, who did not, who did not get to coach him in Washington, Ron Rivera liked him enough to go out and get him via trade. And I would say that certainly worked out, right? Eric Flowers certainly was more than fine at left guard. Was he dominant? No. He was more than fine. He was more than adequate. But they let him go because he they couldn't work out a pay cut, and because his cap number was around $10 million. That's a lot of money for a left guard. That's a lot of money for a left guard, unless it's a dominant left guard. And as much as I like Eric Flowers, Eric Flowers not a dominant left guard. So they let him go, and then they go out and sign Andrew Norwell, who is more than familiar with Ron Rivera. And John Masco, the offensive line coach of the Washington Commanders. And here's the plus. He's been pretty darn steady. We gave you all the numbers last week with David. He's been pretty darn steady in Jacksonville. Got off to a little bit of a slow start when he signed that big, massive five-year deal, a 60-some-odd million. It was a big, big, big deal after a breakout year in Carolina. But Norwell settled down, graded by PFF mid to upper 60s the last couple of years, played over a 1,000 snaps a couple of years. 
he seems reliable. He seems good. He seems uh, all of that. But he's a lot cheaper under the cap than Eric Flowers. If you take Flowers at the $10 million, and again, presuming that, again, he didn't want to take a pay cut or they couldn't arrange a pay cut or they couldn't work out the type of pay cut the team was looking for, whatever the situation is. $10 million for the left guard spot. Norwell signed a two-year deal, essentially. It's five on paper, but there's three voidable years. That's the key buzz term now in NFL contracts, voidable years. Basically, they don't really exist. They exist for salary cap and signing bonus spread purposes. Amortization is the official word. So, basically, Norwell's contract, if I'm understanding it correctly, the way it's been presented by OverTheCap.com, is a two-year deal. A two-year deal, but five on paper. And three years of voidables, 2024, 2025, 2026. And because of that three-year voidable structure, and essentially the rooted deal is a two-year deal, they can spread out the signing bonus, which is $5.7 million in total guarantees, $3.5 in terms of actual signing bonus. And if he's cut before the 2023 season, meaning a year from now, Washington would save $2.32 million under the cap. He's got a uh, $40,000 roster bonus for whatever that matter, $200,000. I don't care about any of that stuff. Roughly, if he's with them for two years, again, the two years of the real deal, and then let go, which is probably, or, or just becomes a free agent, which is going to happen, or he'll be let go, I guess, before that, they would incur about $2 million worth of dead cap money. About $2 million. But here's the bonus, and here's where we're getting at. Norwell's uh, salary cap figure for 2022, again, a compressed figure and a compressed cap, $2.78 million compared to Flowers at 10. That's why they made the deal. They probably knew they had Norwell. Uh, in the fold or could get Norwell. They knew they had a big number on Flowers. Flowers didn't want to do what they wanted to do. Maybe not enough. Uh, Somewhat understandable. He's still a free agent. And bam. They were able to basically shave $7.2 million off of their cap and essentially get a player that's about the same. Maybe a little bit of slight difference between the two, but about the same. So that's a good business deal. That's good football functionality from this fan, uh, from this front office of the Washington Commanders. All right, that's going to bring a wrap to our first segment here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Again, I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us. Coming up next, the Commanders were at Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis's pro days. The question is, should they have been? And a further question, should they consider still taking one? At number 11, we'll try and answer that next, coming up right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. All right, guys, as you know, we are well into March, and everyone has given up their New Year's resolutions, right? But some of us haven't given up on trying to eat healthy, trying to get to the gym every day. I've been there four out of the last five days, eating healthy, a whole nother story. Except when I'm eating my Built Bars and my Built Bar Puffs. That's right. And you can join the family, the wonderful 
wonderfulness of Built Bar and Built Bar Puffs. First, if you haven't tried the Built Bar Puffs, they're the first protein-infused marshmallow treat that there is, period. And they're great for you. And they have yummy cinnamon churro, as well banana cream pie, which is my favorite, and the coconut marshmallow. You're going to love all of those flavors, trust me. But again, I love the banana cream pie just a little bit more. Or you can try the traditional Built Bars, which have a ton of flavors. Of course, my favorite is peanut butter chocolate. But again, you can check out all of the flavors. David loves mint brownie. You have coconut, coconut almond, uh, and chocolate cookies. And create more and more and more at Built.com. Plus, they're coming out with occasional limited-time flavors as well. You never know what you're going to find. So head to Built.com right now and find out all the goodness that is awaiting you in March, in April, and beyond at Built.com. You're going to save 15% off with LOCKED15 as your promo code. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we welcome you back on the Locked On Commanders Podcast. Good to have you with us. Again, I'm Chris Russell. Flying solo on this edition. David Harrison is off on this particular edition. He'll be back with a solo uh, edition, and then we will be back together to round out the week. Either way, we thank you for being with us, and thank you for making us your first listen and watch if you're watching on YouTube each and every day. Now make sure you're uh, following the Locked On NFL uh, podcast, Locked On Experts, covering the biggest stories around the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so let's start with this. The Commanders were at Kenny Pickett's Pittsburgh Pro Day, or Pitt Pro Day, and in heavy force, Scott Turner, Marty Herney, uh, maybe another scout, we're not sure. There's various different reports. I know my buddy Ben Standing of The Athletic was on site uh, at Liberty University. And Malik Willis put on a show. If you've seen the clips by now, uh, and how could you probably? Not everybody's chirping about it. There was a play where they simulated pass rush pressure off the right side of the offense, left side of the defense. And Malik had kind of drifted to that particular spot, and he quickly spun out of it. We know he's got tremendous mobility, tremendous athleticism. So as he spun out of it at the top of the pocket and basically came back to the offense's left, and he replanted his feet and reset and then hurled probably about a 65-yard bomb in stride, perfect ball location, to, of course, a receiver that's running a route and is just going as far as he can, but also not working against any corner and coverage or anybody like that, right? It's just basically throwing a football really far in gym shorts. But when you see that kind of arm, 
When you see that kind of arm combined with the mobility, it's intoxicating, right? Now, Kenny Pickett does not have that kind of arm. We know that. But Kenny Pickett, by all things considered, put on a very good performance, a very expected performance. I guess his hand size measured one-eighth of an inch, a little bit larger as he's been working on stretching uh, exercises and whatnot. That's not a big deal uh, to me. I know Kenny Pickett's a good quarterback with eight and a five-eighths inch arms or, or three-eighths. I, I, I don't care. It, it means it, it means very little to me because there was no obvious signs at Pitt and playing in a cold-weather climate that it affected him, right? So Washington at these pro days, and who knows where else they're going to show up and be, and we'll track it all for you, and we'll give you the news and the nuggets and what it possibly means. I have zero problem, of course, with them being at pro days. That's what they're supposed to do. Again, Scott Turner, Marty Herney. Marty Herney really is 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 a lead college scout, even though that's not his title. That's what he wants to do. He wants to scout players, right? Uh, Martin Mayhew's the GM. Marty Herney's kind of like hovering in the background, but he really just wants to scout football players. That's what he loves to do. Um, so, again, I have zero problem with Washington doing their due diligence and all of that. Here's the problem I would have, and here's why I worry about this. To me, it doesn't make sense, and I don't know how you guys feel, and I don't know exactly how David feels because we haven't discussed this yet. To me, now with the Carson Wentz deal in place and Ron basically giving you every indication, he does not look at this as a one-year and out type of deal. Of course, that possibility does exist, but he doesn't look at it that way. With Ron not looking at it that way, and perhaps a contract extension coming for Commander Carson, QB1, before the season starts, or even during the season, does it make sense to draft a quarterback at number 11? Or let me ask you this this way. Does it even make sense if you traded down to 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, wherever, in the first round, and to still draft a quarterback, even if it's your highest ranked player on the board. There's a couple of reasons why I ask that. Because a lot of teams go by, again, the highest ranked player on the board, regardless of position. And nobody could sit here and say, you can't have enough quarterbacks because of injuries, lack of performance, what have you, and certainly all the questions about Carson Wentz. But should they, considering the investment they made, which cost them a third-round pick this year, a swap of seconds going from 42 to 47, this year, and a potential second-round pick next year, which could be a third, based on the conditions of the trade. Should they, and the money, and how it compressed their cap, should they then take the time in a weakened quarterback class, even though a lot of people are down on this class, I'm not as down on them as as it seems like all the draft experts are, and I don't consider myself a draft expert. I, I, I like football. I watch a lot of football. I'm not a draft expert. I just don't have the time. Should they basically draft a guy in a somewhat suspect class, wherever it might be, 11 or in a trade-down scenario, if it's the number one guy on their board at a position that right now is no longer a need, because not only do you have Carson Wentz, but you also have still Taylor Heineke under contract for at least this year, right? And I understand you need to layer for the future. I get it. I'm not saying that they don't take a quarterback. 
I think they take a quarterback in the fourth or fifth round or somewhere like that to develop, get him into the system, get him into the building. Do you need to take one in the first round, especially in a somewhat suspect year? I don't think you do. I don't think that's the prudent thing to do. Not with this team having needs at guard. You could certainly say swing tackle. You could make an argument for tight end, certainly for wide receiver, certainly for Mike linebacker, and certainly for corner and even safety. How do you take a quarterback like a Malik Willis or a Kenny Pickett in the middle of the first round, even if it's not at 11? When you've made the commitment you made to Carson Wentz, you're hoping that Carson Wentz is going to be here more than one year because if he's not, then it's another failure. And it's another year of you probably not making the playoffs or maybe even having an above 500 record, which would be, quite honestly, a colossal disaster. And it would fuel people like me who are against the trade, who didn't buy into the trade. It doesn't make sense to me to draft one of these guys in the first round, meaning specifically Pickett or Willis. And even if you want to go the Sam Howell route, guys like that. Now, if we're talking about in the second round, I think that's still tricky. I think that's still touchy because of what it might do to the media pressure and fan pressure on Carson Wentz, especially if he struggles, and the organizational pressure, and the owner might get who knows. But if you wait until day three of the draft, and remember, right now they don't have a third-round pick. Of course, they trade down. They could get one back. If you wait until day three, rounds four, five, that totally makes sense to me. But Really, rounds one and two doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Maybe you have a different thought. You can hop in, uh, locked on Washington Commanders at gmail.com or, of course, uh, on our voicemail line. Uh, but I, I just wanted to address that because, again, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense in my eyes. Maybe it does to you. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm not seeing something. Point it out to me. You can always hit me up on Twitter at WrestleMania. 6-2-1 at WrestleMania, 6-2-1. All right, coming up next, did the Washington Commanders actually consider Andrew Luck? Hmm. Before making the Carson Wentz deal, we'll explain next, right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. All right, guys, our next partner right here on Locked On Commanders has a product that I just started taking uh, two days ago. And... It's really good. It's interesting. I've never taken a product like this. It's called Athletic Greens, but I needed a little bit more energy. I wanted better stomach gut health because, well, I need to be better in that area. What is Athletic Greens? Well, with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality veterans, uh, vitamins, minerals, and whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, uh, and adaptogens, which help you start your day right. So you take it in the morning, you get going. The special blend of ingredients, again, supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system. Everybody needs a little help in that area, your energy, recovery, focus. And so far, I'm noticing a difference. So far, I want to see where I go with Athletic Greens in the future, and I want you to go there with us. All right, so here's the deal, guys. 
Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Again, especially heading into the spring where there's all sorts of allergies, maybe flu and cold, all that stuff. Uh, maybe there's another strain, you know, of, uh, of that coronavirus coming. Who knows? It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. Very simple. I've got it in my refrigerator. There's no need for a million different pills and supplements. Just look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is simply visit athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network. Athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance right with Athletic Greens. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, back here on the Locked On Commanders Podcast. Again, good to have you with us as we wrap up shop here. Uh, on this midweek edition, we, uh, again, appreciate Bill Farr and Athletic Greens for being with us. So did the Commanders actually reach out to Andrew Luck? Well, here's what my buddy John Kahn of ESPN uh, wrote uh, on ESPN.com. Quote, at one point, they even wondered, meaning the commanders, would Andrew Luck, the retired former Colt, want to play again? That went nowhere. But whether it was a realistic or a Lloyd Christmas, so you're telling me you have a, uh, there's a chance scenario, as John put it, they wanted to make sure every I was dotted. So they even considered Andrew Luck. Now, again, we don't know if they actually called but presumably they did. They checked in maybe with his agent, his dad, who knows. Uh, maybe, you know, they, they had his number, what have you, whatever the deal is. But they did actually check in on Andrew Luck, who's been retired now three years. It's been three years since Andrew Luck, the former number one overall pick taken, one spot ahead of Robert Griffin III in the 2020, uh, 2012 NFL Draft. All right, coming up later on this week, as a matter of fact, Wednesday and Thursday, we're going to hear from some of the new and some of the old commanders in terms of the media, and David and I will try and get you some of uh, that. But Andrew Norwell, who we talked about earlier in this edition, is going to speak on Wednesday afternoon, as is newly re-signed wide receiver special teamer Cam Sims. Also, newly re-signed, safety Bobby McCain going to speak on Wednesday, at least tentatively. Don't have a time yet for any of these, but we will try and, again, bring you at least some of the reaction. If not, the audio video will uh, try and get you uh, all that. And then J.D. McKissick is going to speak early on Thursday morning, so keep an eye on that. Mel Kuyper's latest mock draft on ESPN has Washington going corner. Daryl Stingley Jr., who missed most of his final year at LSU uh, with an injury, so I just wanted to drop that on you. Again, David will be back on the next episode, then we'll reconvene 
for a final episode of the week as we lead you towards the month of April. We want to thank you again for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and first watch if you're watching on YouTube of the day. Come on back for that next episode. Now make your second listen and watch the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast with Ryan Tracy, former NFL corner Eric Crocker, who they bring the NFL Draft to life with every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects uh, like Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis. I'm sure that will be a big focus uh, also, NFL front offices in tow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. If you want to hit us up on the voicemail line, again, it's 301-615-3577. That's 301-615-3577. Or, again, by email, LockedOnWashingtonCommanders at gmail.com. Again, that's going to do it for us today, Commander fans. Thanks again for joining us. We're free and available on all platforms. For David Harrison, who's covering the commanders for SI.com's Fan Nation. I'm Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Ben Hirsch Show on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. We'll be back right here with another edition of the Locked On Commanders Podcast. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.